Cafe right here on RX Radio. I am Crystal, always excited, looking forward to these conversations, especially when I get to reconnect with someone I've known in other ways. My guest on the Groove Cafe today is Simon Chris Makanga, a broadcast journalist and workout enthusiast. I have so many questions. And I also know that you're a human rights and environmental activist as well. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Crystal. It's always a pleasure to see you once again. And I think <laughs> we last met in 2018. Yes, four years ago. But what I see is that you do not change. You still have that radiant skin. Oh my goodness. Thank you very much. I'm going take it i didn't get enough sleep last night so thank you thank you you look so beautiful as always thank you simon thank mm. you so how have you been bah, been good been around mm-hmm. you're uh, working with ctv as yes a i work with it yes as a news anchor and a tv host yes. absolutely mm-hmm. and by the way ctv has discovered a new talent mm-hmm. for me Oh. I used to anchor news in English. Okay. But then one time I voiced a story in Luganda. Mm-hmm. And my boss phoned me in the newsroom and was like, Simon, <laughs> I don't want to see you back in English. <laughs> you can make a good Luganda news anchor. So Are you like, serious? Had you ever considered it before? Never. Really? Never. And I thought it was a joke. I just let it slide just like that. Okay. A week, uh, no, two weeks later, mm-hmm. my immediate supervisor called me mm-hmm. and it's like you know what you're going to start training in Luganda I thought I was like these guys just don't want me to work with them oh. I never imagined myself <laughs> read news in Luganda in your mind you had set yourself up as an English news absolutely, anchor right? absolutely Wow. so now my journey has been I felt like my journey has been alternated mm-hmm. to something different mm. I thought about it until they insisted, you try. But then, sometimes back, a couple of friends had also advised, like, you can also, you have a good voice. You can try reading news in Luganda, I mm-hmm. think. And the market you is not... You have a very authoritative voice. That's mm-hmm. what they always say. Mm-hmm. So when I thought about all those, I'm like, okay, let me give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I got a script. I went in studio. I recorded myself. <laughs> and? It didn't sound good for me. Then I let my friends listen and they were like, oh. This sounds quite so good. So you were being so hard on yourself. Why were you being so hard on yourself? I didn't know. I, I, I didn't were think Were you comparing yourself to other voices that you've heard? Not at all. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started. And apparently I'm a Luganda news anchor. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. I love it. Yes. So Simon, take me back to the little Simon. Was mm. he naughty? Did he get in trouble? Where were you born? Where did you grow up? Ah... My story is quite long, but mm-hmm. I always cut it short in a nutshell before I explain where I come from. Mm. I am a son of a peasant okay. who has hustled his way mm-hmm. to live and dine with sons and daughters of kings and queens like Christo. <laughs> <laughs> ha, we shall so, come back to that. I don't know. I don't know. Even, even us, we've hustled. Uh, yes. But you may not have hustled like not myself. Quite the same way. So I was mm-hmm. born. Uh, in Matuga, mm-hmm. uh, raised in Nakasongola, mm. Nigeria, okay. for some years. Mm. Then uh, Kabusu mm-hmm. for also some years. Okay. But my par- my family is quite small. Okay. Uh, my dad, my mom, mm-hmm. and my siblings. Okay. How many siblings do you have? 
Wow. Four, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know and I've heard of my uncles, aunties, but we've not met. Oh. So my family is just small. So it's just your parents, your siblings. Absolutely. Okay. But when we were growing up, my father always told us that I'm taking you to good schools mm. so that you can make good friends mm-hmm. and make them your family. So build your so, networks. Mm-hmm. So I started from Bat Valley. Okay. Uh, then my dad had a friend called Aunt Ruth. Mm-hmm. She was a nurse. And then I stayed with her for a year. We went to Lira, a school called Ingeta Primary School. Wow. Because that Aunt Ruth loved me like our own son. Oh. So I was with her for a year. And then uh, those were... That must were... have been an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. I, yes, I remember very well. Uh, one thing I remember vividly mm-hmm. when I was at Ingeta Primary School... Mm-hmm. There was a mango tree, a big mango tree, okay. and under it mm. there was a bathroom. A big mango tree with yes, a bathroom. Under. The, okay. And uh, when I went to shower, mm-hmm. I saw a mango that had fallen inside. It was a very beautiful, nice mango. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. Okay. I went and picked it <laughs> and washed it. And yumped it. And yumped it. <laughs> Those and are good I remember, memories. Uh, I was so loved. Mm. people in the north I remember their love was really really so natural mm. I used to share with them what they call OD that's how I got to learn of OD mm. I was very young okay. but those are the pictures that are still running in my mind then and those were the days of Connie mm. the rebels mm-hmm. so we got information that we were going to attack the neighboring barracks mm-hmm. then we had to leave okay. I remember that night we used an army truck with to my leave. auntie Yes, up wow. to Kampala. The rest, uh, Aunt Ruth flew to the U.S. Mm-hmm. She passed on in 2008. May her so rest in peace. Yeah. So, from there, I came back. I joined Nakasero Primary School up to P7. Mm-hmm. Then uh, from P7, I went to Liberia SS mm-hmm. from senior one up to senior six. Okay. Uh, from that All is, six years. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's 2009. So, then after that, mm-hmm. I joined Central Lens University mm-hmm. and did uh, mass communication, okay. bachelor's in mass communication. All right. Yes. So now you've taken us back. We know why you were focused on journalism mm. and being an English news anchor. Mm. How far back does that go? It starts from uh, Nakasero Primary School. From primary? From primary, yes. You knew you wanted to work in the media. Absolutely. And oh my if goodness. my OBs and OGs can listen to this, they mm-hmm. can testify to it because they used to ask us, what do you want to be in future? Mm-hmm. We had pilots, we had uh, engineers, engineers, doctors, <laughs> lawyers. I was the only journalist. You always said you wanted to be a journalist. Absolutely. And uh, one thing that I remember my dad, I don't know, he indirectly trained me to be a journalist. Mm-hmm. Because every time, he always asked me to watch news. So that when he comes back home, mm-hmm. I narrate to him the stories that were oh, wow. in the bulletin. Wow. He didn't know what he was doing, but he was training me yeah. to be a journalist. Mm-hmm. Then uh, that spirit kept on mm-hmm. very alive in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about in school? Were you ever part of like, you know, Yes, I was part of the news, club. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I was news anchor on assembly, uh-huh. even in primary. So the spirit kept on uh, being very active in my life mm-hmm. until... I started listening to East African radio. Mm. And I remember only one presenter that I used to follow, Steve Kafaya. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was a I big used, inspiration. I used to listen to him and I loved his introduction. Mm-hmm. The way he used to speak. I'm like, one day I'm going to be a, a radio presenter. <laughs> Now I changed from being a news anchor <laughs> or a news person mm-hmm. to a radio presenter. Yeah. Steve Kafaya inspired me to join radio. And then there was the days when I also I think Hot 100 started. Mhm. The Mackenzie, those guys inspired me a lot. Then an opportunity came. I have a cousin of mine called uh, Bob. Mm-hmm. Not really a biological cousin, but the relationship I have with him Almost we're like, like now brothers. Uh, uh-huh. we, are, we are like brothers. So like a family friend, but like he's yes, your friend. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. So he used to produce at Capital. Okay, Capital FM. Yes. Mm-hmm. So during my hustles, like I've told you, I'm a hustler. Uh-huh. <laughs> I Was hustle. this university days or after? No, no, this is university days. Okay. So... I tell him that Bob, I want to be a radio presenter. Mm-hmm. I use even to introduce a show for him like hello good morning and welcome to Capital FM. Any radio <laughs> station that I would just mention. You were ready. I was ready mm-hmm. and it was like man, you guy. I think you have a talent. Mm-hmm. So an opportunity came uh through Bob's friend. Mm-hmm. And I was needed to go to South Sudan. Okay. That's marks the genesis of my journey in media. South Sudan. South Sudan. That's 2013. Mm-hmm. Immediately after my last yes. Mm-hmm. Immediately after my last paper a week after. Mm-hmm. The deal came in. Okay, well, but I was a bit scared. I read about South Sudan. Yeah, it They was a just, bit scary back yeah, then. Very scary. Then I asked God, do you really want me to go there? Mhm. I had a voice telling me fast and pray about it. Mm-hmm. So I fasted four days. Mm-hmm. And uh in the four nights I had the similar dream. Okay. Similar dream crystal. Like a ramshackled area, very weird place, potholes in the roads. And I'm like, okay. Since I'm dreaming this constantly, I think it's an indication that maybe God is saying you go. You go. Mm-hmm. So I replied to an email. The boss sent me money for the ticket. Mm-hmm. I flew to Juba. Mm-hmm. But guess what? The road from the airport to the station is the exactly road I saw in the dream. Ah! <laughs> the buildings I saw, they were iron sheets, just mm-hmm. weird buildings. It's the exact place I saw. So when I looked at all those, I'm like, okay. So now this is where you want me to be. Mm-hmm. How was that experience? Were you starting up a radio station? It was, was a new it? station. Yes. So, lucky from Capital had voiced the radio IDs. Mhm. And uh, it was just starting up. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the first people to go on air. Oh my. Yes. So, I went to Juba. That's 2013, yeah. Mhm. 2013 in April. Okay. How was life in Juba? Was a bit hard. The heat was quite too much. <laughs> But I was just confident, like since the place I saw in that dream, mm-hmm. it's where you wanted it's to be. It's where God wanted me to be. Could you talk about the heat? I remember hearing that it gets so hot that the tarmac actually even gets, like, starts to soften Absolutely. and tires, yes. car tires start to melt. Yes, at mm-hmm. 8 a.m., mm-hmm. it's at 28, 30 degrees. Ah. <laughs> Now and you we're can imagine here complaining <laughs> about the heat. Yes. Now imagine what can be at around like midday two. or 2. Uh-huh. It goes up to 
41 42 goodness that's mm-hmm. how hot that country is mm-hmm. so i stayed there it was a new station good experience i met a good team we okay. lived like a family mm-hmm. i was the only foreigner okay everyone else was south yes sudanese. south sudanese but raised in uh, kenya and uganda all right so i related with them so well and we lived like a family. By 2015, Crystal was the best radio station mm-hmm. and I was the best radio presenter. So two years. After two years. Okay. And uh, I was doing the late night show. Mm. But what I did most to be the best radio presenter, I used to listen to the late DJ Ronnie. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to Halima mm-hmm. at Sanyi. Mm-hmm. So I combined their most interesting beats mm-hmm. and I created my own okay so we were three people in one show <laughs> so sounds, by all means it sounds like you could have split personality <laughs> disorder do we still call it that or multiple personality disorder but I, but I hear you that, by, it's nice that you give credit to the people who've inspired yes mm-hmm. by 2015 Crystal I was the best radio presenter I was hosting Heart and Soul with Chris. Mm-hmm. Up to date, no one is doing that show. Heart and Soul with Chris. With Chris. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. So I mended people's hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I connected lovers. Mm-hmm. There is one that I remember how I got my first car mm-hmm. in South Sudan. I never bought it. I never bought my first car. Okay, tell me this story. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, there was a, a lady that called. She was dating two guys, one Ethiopian mm-hmm. and a South Sudanese. All right. And she wanted me to help her make a decision on who she can marry or get married to. Mm-hmm. So I opened the matter to the listeners mm-hmm. and everyone was like, you go with the Ethiopian who is serious. Because in our words, she was like, the Ethiopian guy had shown much interest and willing to meet the family. All right. Imagine mm-hmm. a foreigner who has more interest to meet the family and then a South Sudanese mm-hmm. was trying to rug behind. Okay. So we encouraged her to go with Ethiopian. Mm. Two weeks later, guy proposed. After a month, they had wedded. They went to Dubai for their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. When they came back, they had to look for me. They came to the station to look for Chris. <laughs> so I went amazing. to their I went to their home. Yes. And uh the lady gave me the key. They had four cars. Mm-hmm. She's like, whatever car that this kid starts, it's your car. <laughs> this is like straight out of a movie. Are you serious? I'm very serious. Uh-huh. That's how I got my first car. Wow. I think sometimes people underestimate the power of radio. Absolutely. To change someone's I don't know life. how many gifts I used to get on a daily. Mm-hmm. They have their unique cookies. Mm-hmm. I would receive buckets every day. Wow appreciations from different people. Every time I went out, I never paid for any bill. Everywhere I went. Now, how did you ever leave? Hmm? That is the life. <laughs> Some to people honest, would say that there, is the there, life. There is, there is a musician, I won't mention his name. Mm. He liked hanging out with me because every time I would go out with him, my bills were already sorted. <laughs> Friends would just come like, oh man, you connected me with my girlfriend. You did this. Mm-hmm. I'm buying you drinks. I'm doing this for you. So I got lots of favors. 
But then I also sometimes regret Crystal. Why? why I went to that country? Yes, I learned, but I almost lost my life in South Sudan. Oh. That's the 23rd of November 2016. What happened? It was a Friday. Uh Roberto, the guy who sang Amarula. Mhm was performing in that country. Mm-hmm. And uh, the promoters asked me to host the event. Okay. At first I'd resisted. So my heart was like ask them for the money you think they cannot afford. Had you emceed those kind of events before? Yes, okay, yes, okay. yes. So, I asked them for 300 USD. Mhm. And uh they just pulled out 100, he gave it to me mm-hmm. and he said the balance I'll give it to you later when the show is done. Mhm. So I told him, yes, I'll come but after the show. Friday was always my best show on radio. So you wanted to do your radio show, show first then, then go. go and MC. Okay. It was okay to eat. After my show, I drove with my friend. Mhm. It's called Dav. Just a Ugandan. So I went and hosted the show. Mhm. At around 4 immediately after the show, it started raining. Mhm. So my colleagues were like, "Oh, let's go to the car." Because the place became so congested. So this is after the show is after done. After the show is done. He's yes. performed. Yes, performed. Mm-hmm. So we went to the car. Then it was raining really so much. Mm-hmm. So guys, we started to debate either we go home or hanging around until the rain stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I insisted that we wait for the rain to stop. Okay. Then the guys were like, "You know, we just drive off." I drove off. Mm-hmm. A few meters to where I was staying. An army truck drove past me and parked in front of me. Then I had to stop. Okay. There were three soldiers, the driver and two guys were holding guns. So you were driving? I was driving. You had how many people in the car with you? Three. Okay. Yes. So we're four. So, okay. One South Sudanese and uh, the rest were Ugandans. So the guys asked us to come out. The soldiers. The soldiers. We went to their truck, and uh, they drove us. In my mind, I was like, maybe they're driving us to the next police station. It's still raining at this still, point. Yes. Okay. So, reaching the police station, they drove past it. Now I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe they're taking us to another police station, a mm. further police station. Reaching the station, they just fired. I mean, drove like Pass like it. past it. They were driving like 160, very fast. So you don't even know where you're going. Uh, now, then, my mind clicked. There was a story I covered for BBC when I was in South Sudan. Mm-hmm. I'd covered a story where they were shooting people and then throw them in River Nile, mm. then take their belongings. So that clicked my mind. And I'm like, okay, these guys just want to rob us, shoot, then throw our bodies in the Nile. And I told my colleagues that you know what, these boys are going to shoot us dead mm-hmm. and dump our bodies in the Nile and take everything we own. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly point where they took us. So when we reached there, I was like, God, now I'm going to die. We lied down. They took everything we had, even the dollars I'd made that night. <laughs> I lost everything. So. When we were lying down and my chin was also kissing the ground. Mm. I asked God, you didn't bring me to this country to die. to die. You showed me this country in a dream. Crystal, I do not know what happened next. 
I don't know the powers that came over my life. Mm-hmm. I just found myself standing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I confronted the guys with guns. I remember one was almost pulling the trigger mm-hmm. and a friend pushed him away. He said in Arabic, mm-hmm. but wait, not now. Okay. I started questioning God and that's when I stood up. I yeah. told them, guys, you have checked all of us. We're all Ugandans. You've taken everything. You've taken you want. everything. If you want the car, you have the keys. Mm. Take it. He said, okay. You said we take the car? Come. Mm-hmm. I went with them. Mm-hmm. And they asked me for the papers. Mm-hmm. I said, I do not have the papers now, but I can give you the papers anytime. Mm-hmm. They told me to take the papers to National Security House. What? I said, how will I meet you? They said, just come. We shall see you. So this sounds like it was planned then. I don't know whether it was planned. I don't know. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I'll come. Mm. Then we went out of the car with them. They kicked me. I fell down. They asked me to join my colleagues, asked us to stand and walk towards the mango tree mm. where I, I cover the story. In my mind, I'm like, now they are going to, you know, when you're waiting for the bullet to land on your body. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm like, I'm walking, but a bullet is landing on me anytime soon. Any minute. Actually, we're all expectant of a bullet to land on our bodies anytime soon. After a few seconds, we had them driving off. And we all breathed loud like... <sighs> oh my goodness, I've been so tense. This is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like one. Wow. So, we walked back to the city, to the capital. It was quite miles, like mm. seven of them. Yeah, so we walked... I went to my friend. He's a uh, was connected to the securities. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. told him that you know what, Mike has been taken by your boys. Yeah, he's a Ugandan. So I crammed the numbers in the sides mm-hmm. of the army truck. It was zero triple seven. Okay. So I told him about the numbers. He went and sat in meetings with their security guys. Mm. So they went and followed up with the guys who were on duty with that same truck, and. Uh, yeah, there were some big boys. And then they asked me to either forget about the car mm-hmm. and stay in the country or they get me the car and, and leave you the leave. country. I had a contract running. I just chose to forget about the car. But then after that period, that's now December, mm. every time I would see a gun, I was always traumatized. Yes. So December 23rd, I decided to leave and came back to Kampala. And uh, just before Christmas, time. just before Christmas time, mm-hmm. when I came back, I started looking for a new job, okay. and that's how I got to Sanyu FM, and that's how I met you at Sanyu. And that's how you left that life behind. I, yes. I have two friends who lived and worked in Juba for mm. ten years, mm. built their company there. But they used to tell me these stories that mm. you would hear of the actual army, mm. the soldiers, mm. who are the ones who are supposed to protect you, but Absolutely. are the ones who are, mm. you know, killing people in their homes, mm. you know, uh, staging these ambushes. Mm. You're the first person who's told me that it actually happened it to happened you. It happened to me. I'm sorry about but that. But I'm grateful. It was a good experience from that country. Okay. it started my career in media. All right. Anyway, it, it gave you that It gave me a good experience, lead. yes. So, you came back to Uganda. That's how you started working at Sanyu. Mm. All right. But you still wanted to find your way back to being a news anchor. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, at Sanyu, 
mm-hmm. I really wanted to go to the newsroom. <laughs> yes. But it was a bit hard. Yeah. So I stayed in uh, cells and uh, wait for anyone probably fall sick and then sit in for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, life kept on moving. I enjoyed cells. Mm-hmm. I made some good money. I love the scripts. But there's one script I wrote for you that you voiced. I remember very well. I now it's still running. It's still on. Yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> I uh, think I've heard it. <laughs> Forest Bulova, Forest Park. Mm-hmm. That advert. <laughs> Yeah. I remember I copied some words for the script from uh, Morgan Freeman. Really? I think that's why the script was quite interesting. Mm. Yes. And okay. the owners of uh, Forest Park Buloba liked the advert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after Sanyu, that's 2018, I joined, there was a new station called uh, STV. Mm-hmm. I remember a friend of mine, my Baba friend, was like man there is a new tv station with a very good picture quality mm-hmm. and they play nice music looks so urban mm. you try it out okay so i'm like okay let me try and another friend also told me the same thing mm-hmm. so i'm like maybe maybe or maybe i'll give it a try so the deadline was monday for the submission of applications all right so tuesday i was going to parliament mm. then I passed by Kampala Boulevard. So I'm like, they told me this station is at Boulevard. Why can't I just go and check it out? <laughs> okay. So when I went there, yeah. I found Mr. Joel Isavidi. Mm. And Joel, we had met in South Sudan. Ah. When the Chinese were commissioning Exim Bank. Mm-hmm. And he remembered me very well because I was so inquisitive. At the time. And when we were covering the story. <laughs> okay. I asked the Chinese very many questions. So he remembered me for that like I you know the guy we met in South Sudan I'm like I'm the one mm-hmm. and he used to listen to my show. So it's like I know what you do. I know what you can do. I'm going to give you the morning show. However, we are looking for a lady that you will host the show with. Uh-huh. Okay. So I didn't write an application. I didn't write my CV, no nothing. He just asked me to come and start training with them. Okay. So that's how I started TV. by hosting a morning show current affairs show mm-hmm. with the prevailing buzz in Wamanya mm-hmm. about a few months okay then we started the newsroom mm-hmm. i went and started voicing and everyone liked my voice and that's how i started news anchoring on tv and now things have changed at ctv yes things have changed with ctv how long have you been with ctv now mm, a year a year and a few months because i joined in april last year Okay. Yes. Now, one of the things that you shared is you are a workout enthusiast. Yes. What does that mean exactly? Working out is my daily food. Okay. That is what gives you my joy. Mhm. And uh I didn't know that it was therapeutic in nature. Okay. Until I went into a nasty breakup mm-hmm. and a bad depression. Mhm. I was watching YouTube videos how to recover from a depression. Mm-hmm. Then I landed on to some lady called Jessica. Mm-hmm. She was trying to throw advice on how one can walk out from a depression and she was telling people to take a red pill. Mm-hmm. Like love yourself more, go into what they call self-love. Mm-hmm. Do better for yourself, add value to yourself. And then I'm like, okay, if I can add value to myself, I can do it in two ways. Mhm. Look good. Okay. 
feel good. Feel good. <laughs> eat good. Uh-huh. Focus on your career. Do the best. And that's what I did. I made sure I started working out. So before that, you had never really worked I, out before. I was working out, mm-hmm. but I wasn't putting in much attention to it. Uh-huh. But this time around, I cannot go to a shower without doing some push-ups. <laughs> Okay. Yes. So you that person you start your your day with, with 50 pressures. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. I can't even I do one. I do not shower. Okay, I can water. do one and a half. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> It starts like that. You don't use hot water? No, no, no. Oh, I'm with you on that. I like cold water. Yes. People look at me like I'm crazy, but I like cold water. Yeah. yeah. It's really healthy. It wakes you up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I like that feeling after. Mhm. Yeah. There was one time I had a misunderstanding Feeling with my Feeling invigorated. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had a run end with my girlfriend. Mhm. And uh I hit the road at uh, 11 p.m. Okay. As in you went running? Yes. Okay. For one hour and I did 13 kilometers. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, that's okay. That's a healthy way <laughs> to deal with it. As long as you don't get way late or you know when I came back beaten at some point on the way because you were frustrated. Yes. <laughs> I remember when I came back. Mm-hmm. I gave her a call. Yeah. And uh, she was like, "Wait a minute. I was the person I left home." <laughs> I'm like, "Forget about whatever happened. I was happy. So I'd forgotten about calm, everything. I was you calm. You let it go." Yes. So jogging gives me that kind of a good feeling. Okay. Every time I come back from a jog, I feel like wow. It's the best feeling and I wish everybody could just try it out. It's a very think, good feeling. I think I think that's great advice. You know, mm. Normally they say when things are getting really heated, especially mm. in romantic relationships, mm. sometimes it's best to walk away. True. But then walk away and do what? Uh-huh. So you go and run. Yeah. <laughs> Jump hit, or hit something. Hit the road. Hit the road. <laughs> Thank you for this very good advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever time it is, mm-hmm. we have security. Well, depending on where you live. But maybe. Yes, depending <laughs> on the area. But if you're this side of uh, Bugolobi, mm-hmm. Tinda, Naguru, mm-hmm. security is always present. Okay. Anytime you get a misunderstanding with your partner, <laughs> keep the road. <laughs> Come back and you're new. Noted. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if I'll go jogging. I may try something else. Mm. Okay, all right. Um so it's interesting that you found your joy in yeah. that. Yeah. And a lot of people talk about the power of exercise mm-hmm. for your emotional health, for your mental health. True. And just the fact that it makes you feel like you've fed back into yourself. Mm. So, you're sharing your own experience, especially after that trauma mm. um that you went through. My mm. goodness, not many people get to a point where it's you and a gun and you know any minute. True. Any True. minute you're True. going. You st- talking about your faith quite mm. a lot mm. as in you know you seek clarity from god mm. um is that something that you've carried with you your whole life where yes. where did you find that uh i grew up from a, a very religious family okay mm-hmm. uh i come from a family of uh, the tukutendeze <laughs> tukute Tendereza Yesu Yesu oh I don't know the words but I know the song Uh-huh Yes the Protestants mm. So we used to pray every morning afternoon mm. and before dinner Okay So that's a family that raised me mm. I've known God but he wasn't so close to my life until the 23rd of November 2016 mm. when I almost lost my life So from then I cannot do anything without asking God. 
And mm-hmm. believe you me, every time I ask, I give the answers. He answers. Either he tells me to pray or fast. Mhm. And something comes up and I've not been disappointed by any decision I make after asking from God. Mm. When I broke up from my relationship mm. where I was introduced. Oh, okay. Yes. When I broke up from it, it came at the time when I left STV. Ah. Not in good terms. Okay. Just so it seems like after. so many things were not working yes. in your life at that yes. point. Two weeks I, after. I, I lost a marriage. Mm-hmm. I lost a job in two weeks. Okay. So when those things happened, I said, "Okay, this is a message." Mm-hmm. I didn't panic. I'd worked with STV mm-hmm. for two years without taking leave. Okay. And when that happened, I said, "Ah." Oh, Wait a minute. God is trying to communicate. Mm. I just went back home, prepared my breakfast because it was a Monday. The station manager after the show was like, "Chris, today is your last day at STV." I'm like, "Just like that?" It's like, "Yes, management decided and it's your last day." Just like that. Just like that. So, in my mind I, I even laughed. I'm like, "Oh, okay. Okay." So, Indeed it was it was my last day. Mm-hmm. So I went back home. I made myself breakfast. When I was carrying the plate to the dining. Mm-hmm. It became so cold. Like really so cold. Mm. And the wind was blowing outside. I okay. don't know how my plate fell off from my hands to the ground. Mm. And my eyes were closed, but I would feel like there was somebody in the room mm. i would feel somebody's presence okay then i'm like okay what does this mean and uh i had something telling me that all is well come all down is well. all okay. is well come down mm. then i felt like somebody's living you know how you imagine that somebody's living mm. i would feel somebody walking out of my presence but i'm like wait what does this mean I cannot lose marriage, I cannot lose a job. Mm. At the same time. At the same time. Something was come down, all is well. Wow. So I decided to take a rest. Mhm. I didn't panic. I'm like I've worked for 2 years without resting. Why can't I take leave? Mhm. So I went and bought movies. <laughs> okay. Started watching movies. And just no worrying rested. about waking up early, just resting. A week after I received a call from Mr. Farouk at CTV. He's like, "Chris, I've been looking for you for a long time. Where are you?" I'm like, "I'm home." He said, "How fast can you make it to Naguru?" I'm like, "Maybe for the minutes I'll be there." I jumped on a judge. He said, "Come with one of your work that you've you've been doing." Mm-hmm. I had it on my flash. I carried my flash. I met Mr. Farouk with uh, Madam Hope. Mm-hmm. my boss mm-hmm. I introduced myself I gave them the flash madam hope watched what I was doing then it's like no we don't need a screen test is good enough wow <laughs> we negotiated the price so I went back home knowing that I have a job that's in the month of uh, March mm-hmm. then first April I started my job at CTV up to date that is amazing mm. So that God has been amazing. present in my life. I see that. Yes. I see that. Yes. 
Well, Simon, I think I'll have to have you back. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Thank and you for I appreciate it. I've enjoyed you. I, 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 I like it's a dream come true. You know, when I was coming here, I told my girlfriend that I'm going to speak to Kristen. She's like, what? <laughs> you. <laughs> but thank you so much. She loves you so much. Oh, say hello to She's her. She's a big fan. Oh, wow. She's called Agatha. So for people listening in right now, how can mm. they get in touch with you? How can I'm they connect uh, with you on social media? Yeah. Uh, Twitter, it's at CS Makanga. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook, Simon Chris Makanga and mm. Instagram. Yes. And yes. Instagram as well. Yes. Simon I also Chris host uh, a Twitter space uh-huh. every Saturday uh, called The Weekend Talk. Uh-huh. Is that Saturday morning? Saturday morning from 9 to 11. 9 to 11. Yes. Okay. So we get to talk about major stories that have made headlines in the week. Mm-hmm. We try to analyze them. Oh, so it's like a yes. weekly roundup. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you again for joining me. You're most welcome, Crystal. This has been, been amazing. Mm. It's been a pleasure <laughs> being here with you. Oh, thank you so much. Mm. Groove Cafe.